Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly discussion of culture, news, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most fascinating metropolis between Fort Lupton and Santa Fe. This week, the Geek Bowl Preview Edition and other games hipsters play. With me in studio, Joel Warner, staff writer for Westward, Jared Jakang Mayer of FaceTheState.com, and comedian and half-drunk personality, Adam Caton Holland. Me, I am washed-up author and journalist John Dicker. All right, we're going to start, and this is clearly a conflict of interest, of course, which we're talking about Geek Bowl because full disclosure to the four of you who are listening and don't know that I run Geeks Who Drink, uh, and we're talking about Geek Bowl, which is this year largest live-hosted pub trivia contest in America. That's what this is? A half-hour show for you? Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, you know, it's like one of those, like... One of the infomercials for those, like, vegetable choppers, right? Is that what we're doing right here? More or less, yeah. Okay, so fine. So here's my hard question. How do you know for sure that this is the largest? Well, it was – I did check with – in Boulder, uh, a guy named Paul Bailey runs the Game Show Hall of Fame. And he was the founder behind <laughs> – The Game Show <laughs> Hall of Fame in Boulder? Yeah. It's, is this, yeah. like, a really, like, homeless guy that you found on the street in Boulder? Like, why, yes, I run the Game Show Hall of Fame. Executive director. Game Show Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, they have, like, a big statue of Richard Dawson out front. <laughs> you get every person come kiss it and walk in. But I checked. I checked with those guys, and they, they're they. There's one larger in Canada that's for charity every year in Ottawa, of all places. Who knew? Um, but in the U.S., there's like they said they've never heard of any one larger. And I've been I've been making this claim since you know October or September when I've sent out press releases, and no one's contradicted me yet. So that's how I know. And so where, where is it at? And and how many people are going to be there? How many teams and. Aim to seat 150 teams. There's still tickets available at brownpapertickets.com. See? Shill, shill. <laughs> wow. Uh, Should we have like a bell that we could ring every time that you just completely... Bell. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. We aim to have 150 teams, so we're 900 competitors, and then however many spectator tickets uh, we can sell, which those are available at livenation.com or Ticketmaster.com. 900 people all answering quiz questions? Yes. This I'm curious about intense. this because I've been a part of Geek Bowl all five years. I've done comedy at it. So in the run-up to Geek Bowl, Adam Caton Holland did a series of videos goading other cities to compete. And he did Austin, San Antonio, which he did in Spanish, which was awesome. And Philadelphia, of course. And here is one from Salt Lake City. Hello, Salt Lake City, our tepid neighbors to the west. How are you? Gee golly, that's fantastic. I believe it was Brigham Young who once said, Fair citizens of Salt Lake, now that we have established a religious refuge in which to bang our sister wives and have the church charge us for our undergarments, let us go forth and compete in as many national competitions as we can so as to assert to the rest of the nation that we are not as weird as they fear we are. And if it wasn't Brigham Young who said that, then I'm fairly confident it was Joseph Smith who said that. And even if Joseph Smith didn't say that, I bet if you gave him 10 minutes alone in the woods, he could produce a stone tablet that said he did. Bam! Your religion is made up. <laughs> Just like every other religion. But this is the first year there's spectators. So people, you think people are just going to come and watch? Yes. We have selling so spectator tickets? Yeah, and we have sold a few. Not a lot. but we a, I mean, there's definitely entertaining highlights, but the bulk of this thing is watching fat white people like sit together and try to secretly come up with answers. Like, that's not fun to watch. I know, but <laughs> but every year we've gotten requests, and it's a lot of stuff like, hey, my mom really wants to come. Because so, <laughs> it's the one day out of the year the kid leaves the basement, the mom, yeah, wants, exactly. the mom wants to see where he's going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we get that a lot, and we figured, well, 
you know, because we could have tried to gone have gone even bigger and tried to you know pack it with three hundred teams. Vesco Field, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next year. Um. So anyway, that's yeah. I have no idea. Like, if we have a hundred spectators, I will be psyched. Like, I just I, I agree that there's part of it that's a great spec that makes for good spectating. Uh, but the actual bulk of the of the quiz is more is way more fun if you're competing. But you guys are going to have uh some of like the way that you present the questions and there's certain things that you're offering up in terms of performances that might yeah. be fun to watch also. Well, last year we opened with a dance number, which was I mean, beside the obvious lack of talent, was was <laughs> it was pretty it was Did a, you dance, John? I danced, yes. Oh, wow, that's At cool. the yeah. risk of ringing the shill bell. It was awesome. It was one of the most <laughs> impressive dance members I've ever seen. It was very good. And you know, we we ended. Ding! With, <laughs> we, I wasn't involved. <laughs> we we ended with the Jai Ho dance from Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, oh that's good. Cool. Which actually took that took some time to, to coordinate. Um, but I can put I can put the link to it. The YouTube. It was on YouTube. Well, can you got can you give us any hints about what types of things might be in store this year in terms of a little bit without you know without ruining the surprise. The opening number will be bigger and better. Well. Than what we had last Bigger year. Bigger than Jai Ho. Yes. Wow. Um, and the last year we had a live perform music round. So the music round is always, you know, name that tune, song title, artist. And last year it was performed by this one-man band called The Limbs. And he has, you know, he has a drum kit and then he's playing guitar while he's playing the drums. It, it's it's kind of cool. And and then it was cool to make him do Jay-Z so- a Jay-Z song because he's into, like, classic rock and, and whatnot. Uh, and to make him do rap was was pretty awesome. This year, I have, I have something better than that. I'll, t- I'll right. tell you off mic what it is, the music, because uh, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Or it's going to fail horribly. Either way, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to move it away from shilling for a bit and ask a oh, please. semi-less shilling question, which is, what the hell is up with this? How the fuck can you get all like these hundreds of teams coming to one location to do quiz nights? I think I, I can speak from my experience when I played quiz, and w- which was... Going to a bar freeform and trying to meet people scared the shit out of me. You know, like the idea that you have to go up and strike up a conversation. But having a structured activity in a bar really put me at ease socially. And that even, you know, you see the same teams week in and week out. So you feel like at that point, you feel like you have permission to talk to them. So general social insecurity, I think, is a large as part of the root of it. The other thing, the other thing is competition. People, I think a lot of people, a lot of nerds come into this and didn't realize how competitive they are and how much fun competition can be if you're not a complete freak. I agree with that. That was a surprise to me just how competitive these nerds are. Yeah. Because generally nerds, they don't play sports. And you're like, they're not competitive about anything. They just slump over and be nerds. But they <laughs> they get so into it. And, like, it's it's almost ruthless. It's scary to see. Do you, yeah. do you have some any stories of particular times where it got a little bit too bloodthirsty? Or things well, where people get so into it, it's uh, it shows how well how, you know. There was quiz- a knife fight. <laughs> there were several knife fights. Well, there was there was at, J- at Jack Quinn's in Colorado Nerf Springs. Knives? <laughs> Is that a Nerf? Nerf knife fight. There there was a drunk guy who walked into the bar, started shouting out answers, oh. got shouted down by the crowd because you know the, everyone's like you know you're ruining it, and ended up going after. There ended up being a fight. And the bartender jumped over the bar to break it up and ended up getting cut and having to have stitches. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. In the springs? Yeah. Wow. And But it was made, the main conflict was drunk guy didn't know what who he was messing with by shouting out answers <laughs> oh, and trying to disrupt the quiz. Uh, so that would be, you know, that would be the everyone at the bar, you know, maybe taking it a little too far. But it's hard when people get drunk and out of control. It's, you know. Turns out it was Ted Haggard. <laughs> 
Jagger Gellin answers. Mike Jones. <laughs> Fuck you, Haggard. Get out of here. We're playing. It's the only thing I know is Mike Jones. So, friendfinder.com. <laughs> the other thing, Joel, the other thing I think is you know, we spend so much – we're so connected via social media. Having an actual night in-person interaction is uh, – I would say it's an anachronism, but there's – you know, people want that. And, you know, if people want to meet each other and couple, you know, they have to meet in person eventually. So you're saying that – Part of this might be kind of our failure as a society to continue to find unstructured ways to communicate and interact unless we actually have some type of kind of formal kind of rules that, you know, that people have lost some of those kind of those kind of innate social skills that we might have had before well, you, the mean, interwebs I, and before. You know, I, I, w- I wouldn't say, you know, if you look in the past, you know, even a couple of generations, I wouldn't say that was like a, a paragon of unstructured social activities. I don't know if like my dad would tell me. <laughs> what do we do? How do we get, do we get together? <laughs> Just, I'm so confused. Oh, freeform interaction. <laughs> oh, God. Just keep bumping into a wall. <laughs> but, you know, they have those like corny dances, you know, like doo-wop yeah. type dances and sock hops and shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sock. Are you saying Geeks Who Drink is a 21st century sock hop? <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Well, I have to say I've always uh, had a really hard time at your quizzes. And, you know, it's I, personal. I, it, it, it really is. Like sometimes I feel like I uh, – get set up to be the idiot at the table because like I'm, I'm pretty good at like you know trivial pursuit and things like that and then i'll be on these teams and because your quiz is set up where you choose you know one one question is like about sports and the next thing is about like celebrities and then something else like you need to have all of these different people on the team to to round it out and it's not just about like traditional intellect or book smarts even it's like you have to have people that are just absorb so much random information and can lay it out. And I always end up being like the most useless member on, on any Geeks Who Drink team. <laughs> so what makes the ultimate like like Geeks Who Drink team? Like like what are the most important skill sets to have? Uh, well, the running joke I have at, at, where I host at the Irish Snug on, on Tuesdays is, you know, every time there's a certain type of question around, I'm always like, how many times have I told you you need a 50-year-old, you know, hermaphrodite on your team? <laughs> <laughs> The, the good layout is obviously have one or two people who know music and know yeah. a, a lot of varieties of it, a lot of genres. Um, the other thing is, uh, I guess, TV, modern pop culture, then have someone who's history and politics. And then just intergenerational. If you can, if you can span your team from like early 20s to late 30s somehow, uh, that's, that's key. That, that's really key. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I would like. One of the things, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of radio before leading up to Geek Bowl, and one of the things, like when I was in Scotland playing pub quiz or in Ireland, you'd see teams of like, a whole team would be people in their 50s, and then at another table, there'd be people in their 20s. I wish we had that here. Like, I feel like our quiz stands up or it surpasses anything I saw overseas, but the bar culture there is just way better, I, I think. It's just, there's no, I think there's still a lot of, we're, you know, we're kind of a puritanical country in a lot of ways, and there's still a lot of stigma about being an adult and hanging out in a bar, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, the organized activity over there for them to all participate in is drinking. The trivia just happens to be going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to strive towards that. Exactly. I think all those sock hops fucked up our culture. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. It, it just sent us off track. I thought, I thought it was the witch burnings. Um, uh, but uh, to answer your other question about why, why is this popular, we're, you know, we're in the age of information. So What? <laughs> <laughs> So, 
eventually some of it's going to stick and, you know, uh, providing a context for people to show how much of that information that they gets overloaded, in, you know, into their brain. You know, that's that's what we do. So you think in some ways that this is the most relevant use of all the useless shit that we collect day in and day out thanks to oh, no, crashing could, on the Internet? We, we could be solving, you know, global warming. We could be, you know. Working. Now, can you drink while you do that? And you get free nifty prizes. <laughs> solving, oh, uh, you know, yeah, fixing, solving, fixing the world's solving major global... social problems. Yeah, fuck no. So that's a point towards geeks who drink versus solving global warming. Yeah, got, got that out of the way. Um, should we move on to other weird hip? Well, 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 I mean, what what is what date is this oh, thing? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do. Oh the yeah, good point. Final plug. It's Saturday, this coming Saturday, January 29th, Doors at six, quiz at seven. Adam Kate and Holland will be there. Ding. <laughs> plug plug there. Um. Hungover, Adam? You know, if it's late enough in the day, I think I will have probably got a jog on, and I'll be, like, fresh, ready to go, Adam. Version 2.0. Very good. No, Adam is always... Actually, Adam's comedy at Geek Ball has always been, like, people freaking eat it up. You know, I think there'd be a riot if if, if he didn't come. I'm excited. Uh, So, uh, there's that. And then the other interesting thing is, you know, we have teams. We have two teams from Philadelphia, our hated hated rival. Uh, They actually produced a battle rap. Uh, dissing us and uh, talking about how they're going to win. When I enter the room, please give me respect because I'm the motherfucking underground Alex Trebek, the king of trivia, so don't try to quiz me. You Denver right, you white, homeless hippie, you stink of hemp and granola, your car runs on solar. Power. You need to take a shower and wash your Patagonia. I'm looking at you, Boulder. Please do something about that odor. You look so damn stupid in those dreadlocks. With which you got a string mop in a headlock. Don't come at me with your head cock. I'll leave you looking stupider than Adam Holland's headshot. Your mountains are big, but your girls are bigger. I wouldn't screw a Colorado chick with John's dicker. John dicker. Damn, what a mess. Looks like a 50-year-old lesbian hooked on meth. Even though they got fourth, they were out of the money by one point last year. Which was kind of awesome. It was like a perfect Philly loss. Like yeah. just, just close enough to <laughs> smell it and then have it all taken away. By one point. Um, and then we have, we have like seven teams from New Mexico, seven teams coming from Texas, a team from Seattle is coming, uh, three teams from Salt Lake City, and then through, all throughout Colorado. So it's going to be a cool – the goal ultimately, I know it's ambitious, but the, I ultimately want to make this like Comic-Con where it's like a whole like – four or five days leading up to Geek Bowl and just different things going on and people coming from all over the country. I'm totally not even close to that yet, but you know, hopefully I'll you know, hopefully we'll get there. Cool and then you call then you'll rename it the Trivia Sock Hop. <laughs> no like multinational trivia sock hop. Someday. Knife Someday. fights begin at eight. <laughs> Nerf knife fights. All right, so yeah, let's move on to uh, talking about, you know, games and we were debating this uh, last week after the show because I, I went to Smash Putt, which is this traveling um, mini golf, uh, extraordinary, bizarre, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They have alcohol, and then a lot of the holes are like Rube, Gold, Rube Goldberg. Uh, how do you say it? Rube Goldberg machine. Rube puzzles. Goldberg machines. I don't know what that is. A Rube Goldberg like uh, mouse trap, like where or Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Remember when oh, he, how he makes pancakes? Yeah, like machines yeah, yeah. that are like inordinately complicated. Okay. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the a lot of the holes are like that, and hmm. there's a lot of you know hipsters there. And it's in a warehouse, right? Yeah. Where is it set up? It's like on Walnut and 28th or 29th. Okay. It's Looking, only for a few more weeks, right? Yeah, it's for a few more weeks, which I kind of like. I like the idea of a traveling show like that. For sure. Limited, limited time only, because otherwise it would just get kind of played out. 
we weren't just talking about just mini golf. We we're talking about how like how are we how are we talking about? Well, we're talking about games hipsters play, and what will will that be the new kickball? Which seemed like ironic. so. So what was the first hipster sport? Was it was, was it kickball? kickball? I think kickball is, is the first thing that certainly in this I, city that was the first sort of like organized yeah. hipster sport. And now, Adam, you've played it, and you, you didn't really like played, play kickball. I, I played kickball as an adult like in, a, in a league. No, well, I played on one of those teams in the Denver Kickball League for a minute, and I just couldn't <laughs> stand it. Like I didn't like why. It. I don't know because I'm a vain, washed up ex athlete, <laughs> and I, it felt hollow and unathletic to me. People are like, you know, it's just stupid. Like, no one can catch the ball. Only a few guys can really kick it well. There's probably like two or three good players on every team. And there's a bunch of fucking assholes the rest of the game. It's just not, if you're competitive and you're into <laughs> athletics, it's just a, it's a farce. So I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I went and played, a, you know, adult co ed soccer and got my, got my athletics in there. Good. But you can't play co-ed soccer with beer in your hand, right? I, I, again, I'm too serious and competitive <laughs> for the kickball league. Kickball's over, though, right? Like well, it's kind of like people, people still play it, but, but it's not. And yet it's you, lost its sort of like unique. And irony, people are trying right? to expand it into new realms of sports. Like, um, I think there's, I think there's like a skee ball league now at Breckenridge Brewery that like there's actually like a skee ball like tournament, which I I happen to know there's a new bar coming to town that's bringing in bocce ball. Because there's a couple of bars in New York that are super hipster. Brooklyn bars like Union Hall and uh, the Bell Union that have bocce ball inside these places. And the hipsters love it. And there's a bar opening up here that's going to have that as well. So bocce ball might bocce be a candidate. So what defines a hipster sport? You're not, you're not that serious about it, right? Are you serious at all about it? Right. Like, I was bad is... for kickball because I was too serious about it. But they, that's certainly hipster because they don't take it too seriously. It's like... And do it with a beer. But I think it, I think it has to begin with it's a childhood sport, right? Like it's something that you did as a kid, and you can kind of for for hipsters who are just sort of having these like prolonged adolescence into into their late thirties, yeah, in early thirties in some cases, and it's sort of a way to get together and be sort of like we're being athletic, but we're still you know going back to when we were kids, and we can drink at the same time. I think is most of it. So. So ironic appreciation of childhood yeah. athletics or childhood pastimes yeah. that can Semi, be done with a beer. Semi-detached ironic appreciation. Okay. okay. So and I've heard people doing uh, like Foursquare. I heard people organizing like Foursquare things. Tetherball. Have we seen Tetherball? Because I, mean, I, I, I don't know if it's exploded, but I but I remember hearing of things about people getting together and like. Uh, you know, hipsters building their own tetherball poles. Was I mean, that just I'm a just joke about I'm, people? I'm picturing doing. the saddest hipster just hanging himself on the <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> so at the end of the game. They come out and find, oh shit, Johnny hung himself. <laughs> I'd be in for kick the can. Oh like, man, like, kick like the can would be good. Uh, and then, oh, a dodgeball is another sort of. Yeah. Uh, but that actually does sound more fun than, you know what I mean? Because you can definitely get some aggression out. Definitely. Yeah, you, what, you, you know, there'd be so many like uh, broken plastic glasses in dodgeball. My, my, Maybe a problem. <laughs> a friend and I were kicking around the idea of a of an urban dodgeball league that you have to kind of like sign up. You're like, okay, I agree legally to be in this league, and then anywhere around the city, anytime you can get blasted with a cherry ball. Like, I don't know if you wear a little logo or something, but it's just like you're constantly playing. The game is never off. Just coming so, out of a coffee shop with like yeah, a just blasted, latte, just yeah. like drive by cherry. Your ball latte in your explodes everywhere in yep. slow motion. Gotcha, fucker! But then you can get them back. I think that's an excellent. Idea. I, I like I like that I like the two because you kind of do it mob hit style, knock on their door. Yeah. <laughs> and you you know how to you know manipulate the web to make things a lot more successful. You could have just like hits. You could film it. You could post it all up on a website. 
be very popular, I think. I like this. This 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 has potential. Urban dodgeball. Yep. You guys have any other ideas for what's the predictions for the next? Uh, oh, you had hipster... some. You had some retarded idea, Joel. Uh, yeah, my so, idea. So. I could see. Uh, I could see someone having a Snoopy snow cone hipster party where where <laughs> everyone walks in and makes their own little Snoopy snow cone, like grinding the ice for about five or ten minutes, and then getting one little cup of like snow and pouring their flavored vodka in and feeling very precious about it. I like that. Okay. Where's the sport in that? Um, grinding the ice is actually quite difficult. Yeah, it builds up some some big forearm muscles. <laughs> Any other ideas for? I saw some laser tag, man. Laser tag needs to come back, and you need to be able to. Drink. I guess you couldn't really run around with a beer in hand, but I think you'd get a little drunk, get fired up, and then go shoot your friends playing laser tag. I got kicked out of the library in high school for trying to play laser tag in the library. I could see you trying to play laser tag in the library, John. I'm not surprised like by that. The, yeah, not like the whole helmet and the, and <laughs> yeah, the hatch no, and everything. No. Like by yourself? <laughs> no, no. We, there are a couple other people. We just went in and see how long can we last. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think that one thing I would like to see come back is the trading of garbage pail kit cards. Wow. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter's friend actually uh, gave her a garbage pail kit card, and it's in her room. And I was I, I got pretty nostalgic thinking about all the... The trading of the Garbage Pail Kids. Can I tell you a quick nostalgic story about Garbage Pail Kids? Of course. I remember I loved Garbage Pail Kids. And we went to the video store, and there was the Garbage Pail Kids movie. And my mom was like, <laughs> I, remember I wanted to see it so bad. And my mom's like, I don't know. This looks pretty disgusting. She didn't really like Garbage Pail Kids anyway. But I, and then finally, like after the third trip to the store, I broke her down. She's like, all right. And this parent, unsolicited, walks over to my mom and is like, are you going to rent that for your son? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, can I just tell you parent to parent? It's horrible. Like, it's the most offensive thing I've ever seen. I, w- I wish I hadn't shown it to my kids. And my mom was like, thank you, and put the fucking video back. Oh, have oh, you ever seen it then? I saw it later on years you know, when I was old enough to appreciate it. But what a fucking asshole, this cultural vigilante <laughs> just prevents me from seeing the movie. I'm dying. And, and you were just standing right yeah, there. And it's like I've gotten it. I convinced my mom, and this guy just comes just over. Broke your- Broke yeah. your childhood heart. Yeah, it sucked. All right, <laughs> let's move on to the the big air contest. At, again, our another serious topic. Uh, big air contest at Civic Center Park. Uh, that's going to start, I think, this week, right? Or what is the big air contest for those people who haven't actually been to Civic Center Park over well, the Well, if you week? go down there right now, you've seen that they've built this enormous 100-foot-tall ramp out of scaffolding. And what it is is a uh, uh, ski and snowboard big air contest where people – launch off it, do tricks, and there's judging, and it's actually uh, a part of a, a world event. It's a big deal, apparently, because it's not just even a Colorado or regional thing. This is like a worldwide thing. It's going to be on ESPN. And you, have you guys seen this thing I, that they I built? drove by it last night, and at night it looks amazing. It's all They have it completely illuminated. There's, like, steam rising off of it. I think it's and they, cool. And they you know, brought down snowblowers and you know covered it with snow, and it is so tall. I couldn't believe just even walking up the stairs – it's like it's a, like walking to the top of a building, and then you have to like slide down it and get back up. I'd be exhausted just getting up those stairs. I don't know how I don't know about anyone else. You clearly haven't been doing enough laser tag lately, Jared. I know I need to take any work on that. But anyway, so the the actual contest is uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. The Tuesday is going to be for skiing, big air, and then the Wednesday is going to be um, snowboarding. Is it free? Can you just go to Civic Center Park and watch it? Well, <laughs> I, I think you need you do need tickets, uh, but I, I'm sure you can watch it from a distance or. You yeah. know. This, this is a confusing thing to me because it's when you go onto the site, it says you can buy tickets, and for if you want to go to both events, 
it's 80 bucks or it's just $45 per day if you want to go and you can kind of be in just the general Civic Center Park area. But then they have VIP tickets where you get um, premium viewing food and beverage, and that's 200 bucks for both days. I don't really know what that entails. but Better entail a piggyback ride. I think, it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a scam because um, you will be able to – I mean, the thing is so big, it's going to be so well lit up. You can go there and you can stand just right outside of the fence and see this entire thing. I mean, just I, I think there's a lot of people thinking that, oh, I have to buy tickets or else I can't see it. But it's not inside of a stadium or anything. I mean, you can go and watch it from you know the steps of the state capitol or something like that and not pay anything. I wish they could combine some of this somehow with the stock show. <laughs> you know, they could send the cow down that thing. I mean, I'm a vegan, but strap strap like a lamb or you know something. I like someone like the Western Airs kids, kind of yeah. like skittering down on their on their mares, <laughs> just mutton busting their way down that thing. Yeah, rodeo clowns would be pretty useful. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised it took so long. Like this is Colorado ski country. I'm surprised there hasn't been some giant ski event like that in the middle of the city before. This is the first time I can recall it. Well, they had something a few years ago where they, uh, or maybe it was even last season, where they did like a rail jam thing on in front of the, the state capitol, um, but nothing, nothing to this degree. I mean, it's actually like a big freaking deal. Yeah, like Swedish people are going to come to our city. Yes, Swedes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the other thing that's interesting, I mean, this is also part going on while the there's a big ski industry convention at the at the convention center. And so this is part of that and trying to position Colorado, you know, as kind of the ski capital of, of the U.S., where I guess a lot of people, you know, Utah, we definitely lose a lot of people to Utah. Fucking Utah. I know. Uh, God damn it. But uh, that's, I mean, that's the other side of the story. FYI, in case you're wondering. So you're saying someone had a plan. <laughs> yeah. So are you, guys in, are you guys in support of the bigger event? In general, do I do I support it? Like, yeah, politically. Yeah, support it politically. Campaign for it. Yeah, are you gonna vote I, for it? I mean, yeah, I guess I think it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you allow, I like to do a thirty-three minute proponent speech for the Big Air <laughs> <laughs> competition. If it, I could just go right now, go. Okay, the Big Air is very. No, I just do a five paragraph essay. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's usually these types of events don't happen because there's just so many questions involving you know, permitting and insurance and all this other crap. The fact that you can have this right down there in the middle of the city and it's actually going to be pulled off is is really awesome. I mean, we should have more kind of unique events like this. In, I, I, in I completely agree. Like that that public film series they wanted to get going off here that was supposed to be in Civic Center Park yeah. and it's supposed to be in City Park and it completely fell apart. Denver needs more stuff like that. Like even the mini golf thing coming through is yeah. a cool, isolated traveling show that came through. Especially in City Park, which is just – as I've talked about before, totally underutilized as a city park. I mean, it's a big, you know, grass and, and goose shit museum. And there, yeah, there needs to be more stuff going on. There. Like, how about, oh, here's a crazy idea. How about a basketball court? <laughs> I don't think there's a basketball court in city park. There's all this, you know, freaking Europhiles with their soccer. There's a couple of fields, but uh, not a basketball. That's like on American. Anyway. Europhile. That sounds like you just molest Europeans, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we have all these Swedes coming. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, any any other points on that, or can we move on to love hate? I think we move on to love and hate. All right, uh, Adam. What do you got? I got something I hate. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have talked about this, and if you have, excuse me, but there's a new Seven Eleven on Colfax in York. That new. It's like right across from the dog park, which we talked about last yep. time I was on the show. 
but uh, it's giant. It has this very high ceiling. I went in there for the first time the other day. It's like the most inefficient, ungreen building I've ever seen in my life. It's just you could put in a floor and have a second level. There's just this high ceiling, <laughs> wasted space that has no purpose. And there's just, no art on the there's ceiling. There's nothing up there. It's like a Seven Eleven, and then 15 feet of extra space above a Seven Eleven. And I just cannot fathom why they built this building this way, or, or what they. Yeah, what was wrong with the Seven Eleven across the street that they nothing. took down? I have to... no idea. I have no idea. They built a, a shittier Seven Eleven across the street from a Seven Eleven. And, uh, and I'm just so mad about it. I second your hate. Thank you. Um, so my hate this week has to do with uh, Denver's Pitbull Band, which I've talked about and written a lot about it being a uh, sort of an inefficient, bad law. But now I'm directing my hate toward the people who are in opposition to this, the anti-Pitbull Band people who are their own worst enemies in trying to get this thing overturned this last uh this last week, they had a protest in front of City Hall, and then they had this uh, other sort of uh, meeting or uh, event there at Vendor's Tavern. And it just seems to me that if you really want to get a certain policy changed like this, that you go about it like you would any sort of public policy campaign. You you know hire a PR firm, you do all the necessary polling, you, uh, you get lobbyists to go in and, and sort of fashion things, and these pit bull advocates or these anti-pitbull band people just come off as just crazy and nuts and uh this is ultimately why i think one of the reasons why this band is stuck around so long because you have a bunch of wacky people who are so passionate for their love of pitbulls they can't see how they're actually damaging their own cause so that's my hate Okay, I'm going to go with a love this week. I usually go with a love. I'm going to love on the power of random observations on random blogs. And that's the fact that uh, this week, my colleague uh, Melanie Asmar at Westward put up an observation on Westward's blog about how she noticed some pretty um, kind, of, kind of homophobic jokes at the stock show, kind of like Brokeback Mountain jokes done by, I think, uh, the commentators at one of the rodeo clown events or something and literally within like two hours like the stock show had issued westward this like this formal apology noting that they had made like policy changes so i assume these guys got fired or whatnot wow because melanie had noted on a blog that they had made some some homophobic jokes so that's crazy yay for that you love you love observation yes i love observation <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to do a sort of a love and then throw out a query, I, um, and I'm going to seem like... We're a... just trying to get over the homophobic stuff, and you throw out a query. That's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 that was great. You want I, more I, of that? I'm Go to my website, everyone. I'm touring the Borscht Belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, society. <laughs> All right, anyway. You're half Jewish, right? Anyway, I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to seem like a... Fucking hipster loser, Johnny come lately. I don't, I don't care. Uh, but uh, and I'm not hip enough to be a hipster, and I'm too old. So there. Uh, I'm gonna love on Bon Mai sandwiches, which I think are making. Uh, uh, they're coming in. They're they're becoming the new sushi. Probably not, but close to it. And the only problem is I've gone I've gone to three places for it so far. I've gone to uh, Parallel 17th on 17th and Franklin. Awesome. Went to uh, what's Sputnik. Decent, you know, respectable. And then I went to, I thought this was going to be the shit. I was in Aurora yesterday. There was a hole-in-the-wall Vietnamese place, you know, staffed with Vietnamese people. Everyone knows you want real Asian food. You go to fucking Aurora, and it sucked. Uh, so I'm I, I'm loving on Bon Mai, but I want to know. What the, the hell is a Bon Mai sandwich? It's a Vietnamese sandwich. It's served on French baguette bread. 
with like oh, Adam's like, Adam's nodding his head off. He, he di- knows about this. Daikon radish. A lot, I, you know, I get them vegetarian, but uh, you know, you can get them with whatever you know dead animal you want. And then they they're just the garnishing is just when it's done right, it's just really light and and awesome. There's a place on Federal, which is where you got to go for actual Vietnamese food, not Aurora. Okay. It's called Ba, B-A, space L-E, Ba Le. It's the jam. Federal, Mississippi, it's, go to like Yelp, people blog about it like crazy. They have very, very cheap Vietnamese, and they're fantastic. Okay. Ba Le. See what you think. Report back to the loyal, loyal diatribe. But I just, I guess my closing, just because it's in a hole in a wall in Aurora, in a shitty strip mall, it either means it's going to be amazing or lame. So, there you have it. All right, that's the, all the amazing and lameness we have time for on the Diatribe. Thanks to Adam Caden Holland for getting his half-drunk ass out of bed early. And thanks to Jared and Joel. We will see you next week on the web at denverdiatribe.com, on Twitter at Denver Diatribe. You can link to our Facebook from our website and